Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. All right, once you get your yard all fixed up, then you'll need to sit out on your patio and you go to out on the patio and get you some great-looking furniture. I'm sat the out best there last of the night business. watched some of the College World Series out on my out on the patio furniture on, so out nice. on my patio. So nice. They've got the chairs, the tables, the accessories. They've got a lot of accessories in there, like glasses and, I mean, lots mm-hmm. of things you wouldn't think about. Oh, in Rio Dosa, it was really windy one night. We've got this big... I don't know if you call it a chime. It's, it's you know, ding, 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 yeah. ding when the wind blows. Like a mobile And, uh, my God, it's such a beautiful sound, but it got irritating all <laughs> night here. And the bing, bing, bing. But they have stuff like that out there. They do. Yeah. Something will irritate you. Go out to <laughs> well, it's out a pretty, patio. It's a pretty noise, but yeah. even pretty can get irritating yeah. after a while. Uh, go out to out on the patio, 123rd Slide Road. You'll find Katrina Conley there and the great staff, and they can take care of you and get you fixed up. It's the good stuff, y'all. That's what you're looking for. Well, what do you call it? Is it a chime? Chime. It is a wind a chime. A bell. It's a chime. It's a wind chime. Wind That's chime. what I would call well, it. When I think of chime, I think of more than just the the one yeah. thing. That's a, but people not on TV, see, that did what you did for TV mm-hmm. totally explains everything. That's right, too. I don't know what that did you I don't know what it is like, like the like the old. Like I didn't know what this was. Little little house on the prairie dinner time or whatever ringing it. Is that what he was doing? Yeah, that's, the, no, I don't that's know. A, that's a bell. Oh, dinner bell. I don't know what a dinner bell is. It's triangle where they do that little. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, okay, okay. It's got a. It's yeah. got a, things hanging down on the outside, and there's a one in one the middle. One thing in the middle that, that runs in. It runs into noises. everything. Yeah. Okay, right. you've been no help at all on this, JJ. I mean, I I still don't know what's going on. <laughs> we'll just go out to out on the patio and ask him what we were talking are, about. Are we all done right. all the spots? That's, well, not all of them. All right, Brad for now. Brad get his feelings hurt that you were coming in and he wasn't. Brad, no, he, Brad, Brad Ned doesn't never gets his feelings hurt ever. Yeah. I could have I could have told him he he probably would have been here. We had a we had a day at Red Feather yesterday. We had a little loop. Op, um, I say open. We had a loop where we cut some cut some uh, pins three different holes. So a loop, basically three holes that kind of go in a circle, seven, eight, nine, and had a few of our members out and and kind of were showcasing the place. Greens were, greens were looking perfect, really, oh, honestly. Right? So we had we had a good time, hit some short game shots, had a had a couple beers out there, whatever, chilled. But it was it's getting to be that time of the year where we're getting those good nights that you know nine o'clock, nine thirty, or whatever, mm-hmm. where yeah. it really starts nice. getting really nice. Yeah. Well, how's membership going? Because I know that you said y'all need members, don't you? Yeah. No, 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 for sure. Members. We, you always need members until you don't, right? Until you're full. Right up, so right up it's, it, it's, we don't want you. Yeah. It's 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 going it's going great. You know, as a new club, people have been very very supportive of it. Um, or national membership, so those outside of a hundred miles you know, really more than national. It's all over the United States. We have some people in that category. Um, a ton of our local members, especially you get closer to opening up, right? People mm-hmm. people can see it and all those things. Yeah. See our social media, all our stuff at Red Feather GC. Um, when is it going to open up? We've got, realistically, we have about four greens we're waiting on where the superintendent, Garrett, is really comfortable with everything. And we just finished sodding this week, so... 
just needs to grow in, but the grassing process is what, you know, what we call it is, is done. So yeah. we're done laying turf. I mean, there might be a little bit of patchwork and things like that and more cosmetic things, but we're waiting um, for all that stuff to heal, get healthy. Um, but you know, as far as dirt moving, all those things, those were done quite a while ago. So now we're just waiting for that grass to be in perfect shape. So, you know, later this summer we'll be ready to roll. August. I think, I think so. Um, if you guys go out there, some of the other greens and holes are essentially done and perfect. So we're just yeah. waiting for, yeah. we're just waiting for a few of them to, to heal in. You don't want to rush the greens. They're going to be good for 20, 30 years. So yeah. you don't want to open it a month early and risk, uh, you know, risk yeah. damaging it, but they're beautiful. And we keep talking about having Garrett on and then would you be the the club pro what are you you're the general manager well yeah uh, i'm director of golf president technically technically my title um but for pga purposes director of golf and general manager right now we run strong brandon velds our our head golf professional we We love brandon yeah we have maddie maddie Irwin is running membership and garrett and all his crew carson nick are running the agronomy um so we're we're uh we're running lean and strong right now because we're a smaller operation we don't have you know everything set up as far as having to staff like a, a pool and, and yeah. clubhouse and all those things but it's coming right so um my wife's helping us a lot with our merchandise assortment people have been buying stuff online left and right which is really really cool but yeah it's 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 going to be a great experience i mean the golf the golf is second second to none as far as how cool the golf course is and um, just the conditions in general. So our architects, King Collins is the name of the firm, actually just got a big job at uh, Whistling Straits. Have you all heard of Whistling oh, Straits? Yeah, I've heard of it. So they're up at, in the Northeast? Yeah, so they have a PGA, uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yeah, just north of uh, Milwaukee, I guess. Actually never been there, heard it's amazing, but they were commissioned to build their newest golf course, which is a big kind of prestigious deal. So the architects are really gaining recognition and we're their first private club ever, so it'll be really, really exciting. Oh wow! Yep, that's great. And uh, people, people always ask me about why why we're backing Red Feather so much. Do you get that? And and, and I say, hey, it's it's going to help Lubbock. It's going to help South Lubbock. It's going to help this area and all. At my advanced age, I I will probably never be a member of Red Feather. I hope to play it a time or two in in my life, you know. But uh, I, I'm backing it because it's helping Lubbock and it's helping the, the south part of Lubbock where I live. But uh, we're very happy out at Lubbock Country Club and love it uh, and and love it out yeah. there. And and I'm all for Red Feather and I'm all for the Rawls. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you go to you know most, I was just in Rochester, New York, and I don't know what the population is there, but there's and their golf season is relatively short. And there's there's five yeah. country clubs that touch each other. I mean, literally property to property there. Um, I think the more the more the merrier. Wow. It makes everything not really from a competition standpoint, but like it's I I love golf, so yeah. I want I want as many options for people as, yeah. as possible. Well, there's a little competition. You don't want Lubbock Country Club to be nicer than Red Feather. Lubbock Country Club doesn't want you know you want to have yeah nice nicest. Yeah. The yeah, we're, Lubbock's way too big to not have. I mean, not only from a golf standpoint, but you see businesses coming in left and right that we've oh, never yeah. had. Oh, not yeah. not like expanding locations, but like new businesses yeah. we've never had in general. So we'll keep. I mean, there's 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 room for. I think there's room for another great public course too. I mean, it's you guys try to get a tee time somewhere. It's it's difficult yeah. here, right? I mean, it's I just a, wish every somebody course. would buy Meadowbrook that could fix it. That was the next thing out of my it mouth. Is so is we could have great. a new Muni go out to Meadowbrook, and that could be. It's got the best layout. I played it last. Now y'all created a, a layout. Ago. Y'all created undulation and this right. and that. 
Meadowbrook has it. Yeah, They're in the canyon. It's, yeah, it, like love just, of country clubs in the canyon, a part yeah. of the canyon. It's a good spot. I don't. I don't know how that works. Honestly, municipal usually city owned. I don't know to what extent. So probably city owned, city funded that sort of deal. But probably gets yeah need private ownership. Yeah, you well, need private. And then when it's and when stuff is busy places have a tendency to not make improvements because they're already making yeah, money, already right? Busy. Yeah. <laughs> so they're already busy. Yeah. It's like, can't get more busy than busy. So yeah. they're just like, ah, we'll do nothing. And then not yeah. in a negative way, but every kind of business seems to All right, to let's like talk that. about this live PGA Tour. Right. I, let's do. I got no idea of what's going There's lots of things I don't have any idea about, but I don't get this at all. I, I don't understand the merger. I don't understand. Well, the secrecy. Yeah, I mean, That's why part started, I don't understand. Hell, why, the, why the, the lift got PGA start. players are sitting over going, I know. What did we and they're just mad do? at each other. Rory McIlroy st- hates live. Yeah, and learn not to. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for it's, the right amount of money. <laughs> yeah, the, the there's a lot of different things. I mean, the hypocrisy is off the charts here because the PGA Tour, when live, when live started, live is backed by the the PIF, so like the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia. Well, that just means infinity money. Is I was what about that, to say, is what that means, right? Like we we literally support them every day, filling up our trucks cars whatever even even if you have an electric car i'm sure they own a big chunk of tesla or whatever it is so you know they're they're in everything and um they started the live golf because competition they've they own you know big time i'm not a soccer guy but those huge Mm -hmm. you know leagues teams yeah huge teams all over the place uh uh, f formula f1 races huge stuff like that so they're they're in sports but Greg Norman kind of spearheaded this, and it was meant to be direct competition to the PGA Tour. PGA Tour has never paid guaranteed money ever, as far as I know, to anyone. They have big purses, but um, these they were paying guys 100, 200, 300, upwards of 800 million offered to Tiger. Yeah, how do they do that? I mean, it's got. I guess they got yeah, unlimited it's, money. It's unlimited. Yeah, but why? Unlimited. That don't make any sense. They offered Tiger. Yeah, 800 million, and he told him no. Told him yeah. Told him no. <laughs> They're trying to buy respect. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, how do you, yeah, for sure. What's he worth? Probably more than that. I mean, you put his yeah. face on something and, and it's, and it's worth a lot of cash, but yeah. Um, anyway, so they took a lot of guys left and the PGA tour from the beginning said, if you leave, you're never coming back, you know, and then there was the nine 11, uh, standpoint where, you know, the Saudis, that sort of deal. So the PGA tour was really harping on that uh-huh. saying, you know, you go in here, you're potentially supporting, some things you know that happened in the past and then all of a sudden this is where the hypocrisy part comes in like last week they announced hey uh pga tour is going to start accepting uh the the saudi pif money and um so all that <laughs> we're point supporting that they had, too. yeah yeah pif money and uh now uh, you know it's been bad bad for the sport now we're going to merge blah 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 so the the guys that took the money that went to live are looking like geniuses now because they're going to be able to play back on the PGA tour goes without saying the guys that didn't take the cash they're trying to figure out how to reward them but how do you well, reward gonna, them they get the the, yeah. the 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 Saudis are going to have to pay them for for staying on the PGA tour for, for rewarding so it's just like and dog talking yeah it's this yeah. never ending circle of just a total you know hypocrisy disaster by the PGA tour they're commissioner they're going to give them a, a little equity in the new what does that even but mean? I, yeah, yeah they're, how, they're, how they're giving you, them equity in the company. Yeah, how do you yeah. Get, give me eight, you know, a hundred million for going there or equity? Like, pretty easy decision. Which one you're gonna, which one you're gonna take? You're gonna take the upfront cash that you know was already there. But from a fan standpoint, it's better because you guys are gonna start seeing everybody at the same events again. Yeah, yeah. not just yeah. not just the majors, well, not just the and, majors. U.S. The Open PGA this week. Players that didn't go and all that, they're benefiting greatly from this because the purses are already. 
dramatically higher, and they're probably going to go even higher. Yeah, so, they're yeah. going to go higher. It's they, turned out good for them. It's turned out good for everybody as far as purses, especially the guys that left for live because they have guaranteed yeah. upfront money, and they're going to potentially but, get to participate in both. So, yeah, yeah. a lot of action there. Well, the questions remain over what live golf will be, who will run it, or even if it exists, one thing remains constant. Rory McIlroy still hates them. Yeah, he hates them. <laughs> Rory hates it because he doesn't care. I mean, he yeah. he does not care about the cash, obviously, or else uh-huh. he would have – I don't know what he was offered. They reported 400-something million. So it, but this is a tradition of golf. I mean, yeah. the history of golf. It just changed everything. Yeah, and in the PJ Tour, used and abused Rory. They used him as essentially they're the face of anti-live, you know, yeah. promotion, all these things. And now all of a sudden, the PJ Tour is like, ah, their money's okay. And Rory's <laughs> like, well, I wish you would have told me it was okay because I could have taken $400 million of it. <laughs> but Rory would have taken it if he had known this was going to happen. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, from a golf standpoint, well, the fans shouldn't care too much down the road because it'll be good but now now the way that the pga tour looks and, and even announcing like it was you know brooks kepka almost won that he won the pga championship he was leading the masters for a long yeah. time it came down you know him and rom down the stretch there really the last round and they would like they didn't even want to show a shot or said that he played live or whatever and now you watch the u.s open yesterday he's like oh dustin johnson you know yeah. He's on the live tour and he's playing really well. It's like, oh, now all of a sudden we can just pretend mm-hmm. like these are normal Kumbaya. people, normal people again. It's just, you know, the business side of it is a total embarrassing joke, really. But well, boom. what about Ricky Fowler? Is he back? Love to see him win, winning. Uh, he's winning the U.S. Open after two like, rounds. God, he's he has birdied half the holes he's played. Yeah, now he's had a. Several bogeys, but he has birdied half of the holes he has played. Have, I don't know if you guys have watched much, but people are upset because U.S. Open and the PGA was like this. Cut was like six over, but the U.S. Open is usually carnage, right? Oh, like you miss the fairway, you're hacking out yeah. greens, crazy, kind of unfair to an extent, and the guys are kind of tearing this place up. So some people are upset about that. But well, hang on, I think the next two days will they're going to do something to. Do you know Wyndham Clark? Um. Yeah, I don't know him. I don't. I don't know him really that well. But Wyndham can play. He won Quail Hollow this year, I believe. He can bomb yeah. it. He's really a good unique player. fella. Yeah. Wyndham, I heard an interview with him yesterday. He's so laid back. It's like yeah. Wyndham came to Lubbock. Like he's his, on weed. His parents and 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 Jan and I were friends. Oh wow. She, his mom was a Mary Kay national sales director. Uh. She's passed away from breast cancer since. Oh man. And her, his dad Randall Clark. We we got to be great friends with them. So Wyndham comes to Lubbock to play in one of those junior tournaments at the Rawls. sure and and i went out and walked the course with him that day just walked around following and uh talked to him a little bit he was just a little kid then i don't know what he was he 14 or 13 and he's turned into this amazing golfer he yeah. had a chance to win he yeah can, he can send it he's a great everybody kind of raves about his game so ricky i love i mean ricky was ricky was a guy that turned down a lot of live money more like he has that face branding recognition mm-hmm. that's he's yeah. worth a lot of dollars but he turned it down to play. Stay well, when on the all PGA this was tour. happening, he wasn't playing very good. No, no. I mean, people yeah. thought he was gone. He's done. Yeah, man. I mean, it was reported he was, and and you know, at this point, it doesn't matter because they kind of merged essentially. But would love to see Ricky Fowler win, That'd win a major fun. championship. Everybody loves that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoffley's good. He had never won a major, has mm-hmm. he? No. And, and McElroy's been a long time. He is. Yeah. So the leaderboard guys like complain about you know it's not being a U.S. Open type scoring venue, whatever. Look at the leaderboards. Hard to really argue What's with leading? some of those ten guys. Under? Ten under. That's, I'm going to say whatever wins is going to be ten under or worse. I think I th- that's I think that's a good I think that's a pretty good estimate there. 
I mean, are a pretty good guess. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of guys under par. It looks like one of those courses where you can shoot even one, two under fairly easy. And in the U.S. Open, that's usually like an amazing score, right? So right. Yeah. it's going to be, can do guys start falling back? I, I haven't seen a lot of huge scores. I mean, the U.S. Open, a bunch of guys qualify for, but I haven't seen a well, lot of like 12, 14 one. overs. You say that. Guess who? Phil Mickelson. No. No. How many guesses do I get? Justin Thomas. Yeah. Shot a, shot a million? Yeah. He gone. He, he's like next to last in the whole – he's out. But yeah. he shot 80-something yesterday. Yeah. I can see guys mailing it in in a U.S. Open if they know they're going to miss the cut. You play the course you're not the way you're not supposed to and start bombing drivers over corners and stuff. <laughs> oh. I've been in that position before. It's like, yeah. hey, <laughs> why grind this out when I can just have fun? <laughs> I'm headed home night. here in two hours. Yeah, for hit, sure. I'm going to hit a mulligan. Yeah. You guys mind? <laughs> That's it, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, the PGA, you had a really good first round, and then your yeah. second round, did you did you get to the point where you said? So I think I was like, sounds like a million over. I was like thirteen over. The cut was like six over. I shot three over the first day, and it was it was hard, man. So so hard, <laughs> it was Un- hard. unbelievably hard, way harder than the U.S. Open All course. Right, five seconds. But, JJ, thanks for coming. Hey, we yeah, for sure, guys. You, appreciate you. Well, yeah, anytime, we'll see you at Red Feather soon. It's fun. All right, buddy. Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. All right. Also, I was telling you, Leftwood Chapel Florida America, they they just uh, do such a great job, y'all. And they buy it right through the Florida America group. They buy it in huge group. And they pass those savings along to you. Plus, they're just going to take care of you. Left with Chapman. Medicare Solutions of West Texas, another group that will take care of you. And uh, that's Lori Kasler and Tanya Blackburn. And they are experts in Medicare. And they're right here in Lubbock, Texas. And you can go sit down with them. And you'll love talking to them because they'll explain it to you. Or at least tell you what you need to do. <laughs> you well, know, it's so hard. A lot of our to... listeners are at that age group, too, yeah. that, that need some help with their yeah, everybody does. It's so complicated. I don't know why the government has, everything has to be so complicated, but it is. But they can help you at Medicare Solutions of West Texas. Like retirement plans. You yeah. know, if you take it before you're 59 and a half, yeah, and a half. there's a 10% penalty. Why not 60? Yeah. Why not 60? Why, yeah. Why and you have and to start. To, it used to be 70 and a half. I think yeah. that's gone to 72 now, but. Uh, kind of crazy. Try to make it complicated. All right. Well, that was fun having JJ on. Well, we're going to talk a little TCU stuff with him. We didn't get a chance to, but uh, oh, we can have JJ on all the time. He's a horn frog. And, uh, and, and, and enjoy that. Yeah. All right. We got Jolie Ayers loose on the on the show with us. Congratulations, Jolie. And uh, she is the new assistant athletic director for Lubbock ISD wow. Athletics. And, uh, That's impressive. So proud of you and proud for you. Well, thank you. I'm really excited and just super grateful for the opportunity to continue working in the district to move into this role. I know. What tell everybody what you've been doing in the district because you're around all the time and tell what you've been <laughs> well, doing. Or um, have I've you been, been hiding? <laughs> no, I don't think I've been hiding. <laughs> I've been in the district for 16 years, and so I started off. Um, coaching some middle school at Irons Middle School and uh-huh. coached some volleyball, basketball, and track. And then I moved over to Coronado when Coach Etheridge got the head basketball job. And I was her varsity assistant for yes, several years. I remember that. Coached track. And, and then as my our boys got a little older and were playing sports, um, and our kids were older, we decided that maybe I needed to transition out of the coaching for a little bit and moved in um, just into the classroom. And that didn't – 
I couldn't stay out of athletics for very long. So plus, she was like, I couldn't kinda... stand it. <laughs> that, that's probably where we were. Coach yeah. Carr pulled me back in and had me doing some. Um, I was a, you know, did a- the academic side as academic coordinator for boys yeah. athletics at Coronado and you know, worked with um, all of our boys sports and we did some tutoring stuff and we did, you know, grade checks and kind of handled that side of it um, for a while. And we grew that at Coronado to where we were doing that for boys and girls and kind of more of a campus wide uh, program. And then, you know, this opportunity came up and I talked to some people and I just felt like, you know, if your dream job comes open, then you got to go for it. You're going to be great. You will be absolutely great. And the good thing about it, Jolie, is that you're you're coming in to replace JJ? So the expectations so the, yeah, the are not very so low. not very high. You, you won't have to do much at all. Yeah. To be really impressive. No, you're going to do JJ was great. One, I actually think that's one of the you know the worst parts about it for me. I love JJ Johnson, and oh, I, I know the fact it. that you know I don't get to work side by side with him. But I told him I said you better answer all my phone calls because they're coming. Because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, and you do. <laughs> You'll do so great at this. And uh, for those of you that don't know, Jolie is also the mother of John Curry, who is a ah. Texas, Texas Tech signee and a second year in a row, second team All-State in Class 5A. Congratulations on – he's such a great player in football and baseball. He's a great baseball player. I'm talking about baseball there. But uh, second team All-State, oh. second year in a row. I think he was All-State football too, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, for Padilla Pole stuff, I believe he was. Yeah. He's uh, we're so excited. I'm so glad he's and he's a Red Raider, just like you were. For those of you that don't know, Jolie played at Texas Tech for the Lady Raiders back mm-hmm. in 2000. What were years? 2001, two, three, something like that. 2004. Yeah. Yeah. 2004. And that was uh, Alicia Robertson. Was Aaron Grant on your team back then? Yes. That was a it was a really pretty good, good squad. Great, really good. And yeah. and she also played. For the legendary head basketball coach at Canyon High School, Joe Lombard, and uh, that that had to be a great experience. I'm sure y'all y'all went state every year, didn't you? We did not. Oh um, come I'm on! Still, I, I'm still bitter about all six of those losses in high school. So I can <laughs> you, tell you, you lost about six games in high cat. school. You <laughs> lost six games in high school. Yes, and I'm angry about every one of them. <laughs> what was? It? Did you have a four year high school career or three year? Four. Okay. Well, <laughs> they lost one and a half games. One and a half year. games a year. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, it sounded like one of them was in or two were in the playoffs. All of them were in the playoffs. And, All of them were in the playoffs. Eleven points, six games. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Jolie, I had no idea. That's crazy, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yes. Yeah, but y'all but, did not win know, a state championship. We did my senior year. Okay, well, thank goodness. We did my senior year. But yeah. I've been really lucky to, you know, I've had a lot of mentors and coaches throughout the years. And, you know, my resume is not that impressive, but the resumes of the people who have impacted my life are pretty impressive. And I feel like that that's really yeah. shaped my path to who Sharp. I am. And so I'm thankful. Coach oh, yeah. Sharp is a big part of that, I know. Well, that's I had no idea that you were that good in high school. I knew you were good, but – to lose six, how many games did you say? Six? Yeah. Six. By 11 total points in four years. That's that's just crazy. Do you talk to Joe every now and then, Coach Lombard? Oh, yeah. We catch up every now and then. And, you know, a couple of years ago, um, they wrote a book about him. And so 
that was really fun kind of doing some interviews and reminiscing and talking about all the things, you know, his impact on girls basketball and just girls sports in general in this area has been, you know, incredible. Joey, I had a chance to play for Coach Bobby Magel, and he's similar. He's the sort of the baseball version of Coach Lombard. And they and Gus wrote a book about Coach yeah. Magel. So y'all can Google that, I bet, and buy some. And Gus is going to be on the show a little later You can today. probably get both those books. Those would be yeah. – you know, it's interesting to want to know what what it is about those coaches, and of course, they they had great players. There's no question about that. But there was something about those coaches, Jolie, that made the difference. I mean, they had this it. I think Joey McGuire has that same kind of character, it that it factor that Coach Lombard and Coach Magel. Uh, it's just a, there's a difference there. Do you know what it is? You know, I can't I can't speak for uh, Coach Magel, but I can speak for. Uh, growing up in coach Lombard's program and you know how that impacted everyone around and I think a lot of it is uh he had a plan and he had a focus on fundamentals and and he showed up all the time he was in every seventh and eighth grade during the basketball period practice we had unless it was game day at Canyon High School Mm -hmm. and he wasn't just there watching or checking in I mean he was in it he was working it he was coaching (laughs) he was playing I mean and so from the time you're in third grade and you go to camp you drink the Kool-Aid and you do what you're supposed to do and you know you don't you don't cock your wrist when you're shooting your set shot because you that's been trained into you and you know those are things that I think if you know you get those foundational programs and you can grow them up and you know that's something really positive and I, it's really, I'm really excited about my new role because, you know, Coach Lombard's had a profound influence on this area, and we have great coaches in Lubbock ISD who kind of take that same philosophy to heart, and they do those same things, and just getting to see that and work with that is a dream come true for me, and I'm so excited. And I, and I think they both had expectations, and, and you felt like you had to meet those, and you wanted to meet, yeah. meet those expectations, and uh, and I think she hit it on the head with fundamentals. And growing up in the in the system, but he wasn't he wasn't mean, Coach Lombard was. I mean, he's so he's so laid back, and calm. Seems to he, me he is he is very calm. Um, and you know, his, his you can tell when he's upset when he slaps that foot down on the court. You know, that's kind of his <laughs> go to. But I mean, he was he was, he never he, he never ran really hot. It, it did it took a lot to get him there. Now I won't pretend that, you know, I didn't get him there sometimes yeah. throughout those years, but <laughs> he was very calm demeanor. He was not a yeller, but you didn't want to disappoint him. The expectations weren't, that's Oh, it. you have to live up to him. It's like, you better. And that's, well, I mean, and it wasn't just him holding you to those expectations. It was the community as a whole. What's there to yell about? You lose six games in four years. That's right. You're pretty happy. Most not, of the time. Not a lot of foot stomping in, <laughs> in that deal. Well, and, and of course, I, I know that uh, I know you're excited about John going to Texas Tech, and uh, you being a Red Raider, and it's just the way it should be, right? It, we're Red Raiders. You know, absolutely. Um, my husband Lane and I are. You know, yes, I went to Tech. Yes, you know, I love the Lady Raiders, and once a Lady Raider, always a Lady Raider. But we are we are diehard Texas Tech everything fans. Yeah. And so you come into our house, you go to our back porch, you go into our basement. You know, you'll see that, and I know that um, Ryan and Monica are the same way. So for 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 Lane and I, for John to get to stay home and to do that, I mean, we're just we're so excited, and all the excitement around Joey McGuire's program right now, and to get to talk to John every day, and he's like, it's real, no, it's not hype. That's yeah. he, is, he is that way every day, a hundred percent, and so we're just we're so we're so thankful that 
he got to stay home and we're thankful that he gets to be a part of it and we can, you know, don't have to go cheer for any of those schools that wear those funky colors or anything like that. <laughs> All right. Let's hear about the other two, your your other son and your daughter. Absolutely. So we we have a twenty seven year old daughter and uh we have a seven year old granddaughter who is the the one we're most proud of and that we'd like to talk <laughs> about the most. Um, Braylon. And then we have a, a grandson on the way towards the end of this month. And so you know, that grandparent gig is way better than having those kids. You yeah, know? it is better. So, that's really a lot is. of fun. And then Logan is 22, and um, they're all in town. We're oh, so that's excited great. And, you know, super proud of them. Logan uh, works for Connecticut Water Systems. It's yeah. my brother and sister-in-law's business. And Haley works for Shears and does some HR work. And we just, we've been really blessed by this community. And I will put in my plug right here my kids my family my kids have been super super blessed to be a part of Lubbock ISD and you know they went through and Haley was at Irons and was at Coronado for a while and cheered and Logan went through and he played golf and did basketball and you know John came through and did baseball and basketball and some advanced academic things and some different stuff and my family's better because my kids participation in this district and I love that I get to stay here and continue to work with it. And I just, you know, I think that's a, an opportunity that I'm appreciative of Coach Meeks for giving me and, you know, yeah. our district and the people on the committee. And, you know, I believe in these kids and what we can do for them. And I'm fired up about what they've given us and our family. And I hope that I can help support those coaches and the kids they serve in the well, same you'll way. Do it. Coach Meeks is a, you know, what a great guy to go to work for. Oh my gosh. He's about as good as they come. He, he told me, he called me and told me that you'd gotten the job and they were going to announce it whatever day then that afternoon. He called me that morning and told me you'd gotten the job. And he said, I already took her to the the uh, athletic director's meeting. Where was it? In San Antonio or somewhere? Uh, Round Rock. Yeah. Round Rock. And uh, he just threw you right in the fire. You were there for three or four days, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was incredible. You know, we've we've all been to some, you know, some kind of professional development or a conference where – you go and you're like, oh, maybe I'll pick up a couple things. And I sat there and at first I was like, oh, I need, I need to write everything down. I learned so much and there were such incredible people speaking. And, you know, there were people there from THSCA and, you know, TGCA. Sam Tipton's been the executive director forever and really supports girls athletics and, you know, helps grow that. And I just was in awe the entire time of A, I mean, it was all valuable and learning and just the changing climate and education and in athletics in our state, but also just the camaraderie and, you know, kind of that fellowship that you get with other athletic directors. I was, I came back feeling like this is absolutely what I was meant to do and I can't wait to get started. Yeah. Well, we're excited about you being there and we're, I think, you know, we're having our announcement luncheon for the Lubbock ISD Athletic Hall of Honor class of 2023 on Thursday. Uh, yes. this coming week and i, I hope that you, I, I think you'll be there won't you i will be there and and really your duties don't start till july the first but i think you're already working from what i can tell well there may be one or two things on my calendar but you know it was really <laughs> great to be able to you know mr huber let me sneak away for a couple of days and go to that convention and i felt like that was the you know i really appreciate yeah. that and he's the principal gave at me a, a good jump start yes yeah well, it's just a, it's amazing times, and I'm so glad that you're going to be filling that role. I really am. I, JJ, of course, was is a dear friend, still is. I coached him at Coronado when he was playing there in basketball. He played basketball and baseball. 
but he was, uh, you know, he's got other things on his agenda. And I just, you know, I, I'm kind of with you. I wish y'all could work together. Wouldn't that have been fun? I know that, that's, that's the only part that makes me sad about this job. But I told him, I said, we're working together anyway. <laughs> yeah, but, you, but you're not getting paid anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're retired, but you just get ready, JJ. Because I'm calling you. Well, he always well, answers. He's always good and, to tell. And that's the thing. He's incredible. I mean, we've, we have already talked, you know, a million times. And, and he said, absolutely, whatever you need. I would love to, you know sit with you and help you out and if you have any questions you don't ever hesitate to call yeah and i think you're going to be they're changing the roles a little bit lou mora who's also there you're going to do uh, it's changing a little bit what your responsibilities will be personnel i mean what are you tell us real quickly what personnel and business um so i'll do a lot with our you know team travel things like that and then uh, working with mm, personnel and playoffs. hiring also you'll do playoffs <laughs> won't you scheduling well yeah, we kind of split that up, whether it's, you know, playoffs in our facilities that other teams uh, have or it's yeah. playoffs, you know, that travel. But also I'm going to do some work with, um, you know, eligibility, whether that's academic or, you know, just transfers and yeah. things like that. Talking about those PATS for high school athletes if they're in a school that's not the one where they started and making sure that we're compliant and, you know, doing things right. So, um, you know, some of that lines up a lot with what I've been doing um, at Coronado and, you know, on campus. And so we're going to kind of work through that and make sure we're all working on the things that are our strengths. And so I'm really excited. I'm with you. Well, congratulations again. And uh, we're so proud of you. I look, I get to see you a bunch. Yeah. I saw you anyway. A bunch, look forward but, to seeing you Thursday. Yeah. We'll be there. Absolutely. Can't wait guys. Thank you so much for having me on. You bet. You Good luck to you. Jolie Luce, new assistant athletic director at Lubbock ISD athletics. And she's going to be great. I'm telling you, she's everywhere she goes, she's a success, and she'll just help make us even better. All right, we'll come back. I don't know what we're doing. Something, though, when we come back on Sports Talk we're with Fedford Nash. Sports. sports Talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Fedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Our in our audience area, and they're building more. They're, most of those are down in the Permian Basin, all across over in the eastern Mexico, but six in Lubbock. And uh, anyway, it's just they do they do it the right way at Mighty Wash. J&W Services, Linko Distributors, that's in Midland, Texas. And uh, these are Red Raiders, Brent Beck and uh, and uh, Scott Blakely. And we were talking about Scott this week because Roger Lowe was on my team. Yeah. And Roger's a little field guy. And, uh, of course, Scott Blakely's a little field guy. And we just had a great time Are they similar to, age? Uh, I think Scott's older. Yeah. Roger probably looked up to Scott. Yeah. Was, Scott was a big deal. And his dad was the head football coach. Scott was a great football player. But, anyway, they're down in Midland now, and they're running a great company. So many different services they offer for the oil and gas business down there. And uh, if, if they just, I think their logo is the pressure's on us. We'll make it work for you, keep you up and going, keep you running. That's what they do at J&W Services, Linko Distributors. All righty. Hey, we got Gus on the phone. We sure Hello. do. Have we done all the Gus, last where stops? are you? Where are I'm you? I'm good. How are y'all? We're good. Where are you right I'm now? I'm excited for, excited for Thursday. It'll be a good day. Thursday. Thursday. Oh, yeah. Of honor class. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that'll be fun. Love a guy's the athletic hall of honor. Aaron, let me tell y'all who all's on that. <laughs> the national lunch is on Thursday. I, I think it's been so long. <laughs> I can't it took do us it. so long to get the pictures on two or three of them. 
I, I was. You know, I, I have never had this kind of trouble before. But we had trouble getting the picture we needed. But we got them, and they look great. I will tell you, Mac Owen does a – let's do a Mac Owen spot here. Yeah. That's one of the things he does. Of course, Texas Sports Marketing, they do uh, so many things for Lubbock ISD and the selling the ads at the stadium at Plains Capital Park and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, boy, he just does a masterful job with our Lubbock ISD deal. It's really cool what he puts together. Yep, he does a great job. Go to ongrp.com, ongrp.com. Yes, what we're having you on today for – is a woman presumed dead was found alive in her coffin. This is what I was talking about, I think, right. last week. That ain't right. Yeah, they 76-year-old woman was declared dead at the hospital in Ecuador, was found to be alive knocking on her coffin during her Man. own wake in Babahui, Babahuyo, Ecuador. Sure, that's how you say that. <laughs> you <laughs> we can't say, having a little trouble with our... Enunciation there's always, today. There's yeah. always something going on in Baba Huyo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Never a dull moment. That ain't right. Baba, Baba Huyo people are. I mean, that's her doctor that says hey, she's dead. That's why I think I'm opting for the uh, cremation. Yeah. I, yeah, that's good. You don't want to accident some drag some deal out. Yeah. That's, no, I'll like tell you what. That not, comedian, not, whatever his name, James Gregory, he said, You're a Baptist, you don't get cremated. And you're a former Baptist, or you may still be one. Yeah, how come you don't? I don't know. It's just Baptists He's don't a do that. Reformed Baptist. You don't do that. <laughs> well, that's because a bunch of Baptists are in the coffin business. They sell coffins. <laughs> there it is. There it is. All the money. It's all, all, all about the money. money. It's all about the Benjamins. How much they charge you to be cremated? Do you know? <laughs> I think it's like. Five hundred dollars. It's got to be more than that. <laughs> I, I'll do it for four hundred. Yeah, yeah, you can do it yourself. <laughs> I got a fireplace out here. It's a lot cheaper. <laughs> I don't know how that works. I don't uh, know. Somebody that knows something. That has to be like really hot fire to get you. Do, how do they get you down to that little? Yeah, you deal? don't just almost cremate yourself. <laughs> That's, That's a good try. What's this? Oh no! That's a good try. Turn, quiet, turn it back up. <laughs> We're going to have to put him back in. <laughs> yeah. It's like that coffin lady. We could scratch it on her coffin. Oh, man. <laughs> they turn on the dude and go, ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. one final life check right there. Okay, that's all we needed, guys. <laughs> Thank we you, appreciate guys. you calling in. Thanks for being on. Hey, while we yeah. have you on, <laughs> what do you? I think, I don't know how the College World Series could have ever had a better first day. Yeah. You know, to friend for getting attention you bet a couple of good games that, that i mean you guys covered it well earlier the the, the couple of good games that went down to the wire and gave you everything you'd want and wasn't 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 sloppy 14 to 12 but it would also wasn't slow and two to one you know there yeah was good drama good. at the end of both of those and uh the florida made me look good because on the show ad and those guys were Pick, pick a team. Who do who you think is going to win? Like, well, I, thought, I, I took Florida because I think they're really deep and, you know, just for a lot of reasons. Wait, boys, I'll tell you, like I told David time. earlier, you're just barely right. No, I know. You just barely look smart. Ooh. And that's a – but, you know, there's a, that's a physical ball club. And the more I watch those dudes in the Super Regional and then the two games they beat us at the end of that thing, the more I'm on. Hey, I know none of us enjoyed that process, but that team was better than us, man. Well, and we, and we had to play them there. They might have been better than yeah. us if we play them here, and I think we might just 
It we might have beat them anyway. Might just beat them regardless. But uh, here's one thing I came away with those games yesterday is there is no clock in baseball. No. You got to no. get your 27 outs. And no. if you don't get your 27 outs, you may just lose. And that's – yeah, no, you're right about that. You better play all 27, and that's that. I guess that's what's good about it. Uh, uh, ben McDonald was talking yesterday early in the Oral Roberts CCU game, and just he and Chris Burke. Of course, Ben's a huge guy, and Burke's a smaller guy. He was a runner, but both of them played in the big leagues a long time, and they were talking about just. Can you believe there's a time, a day and age that we're talking about this guy throwing 97 miles an hour fastballs, and then the other one said something about. I just can't get over how big they are. And and they've somehow just the size of these kids these days, and he's right. And they got to talk about Castiglione or whoever the 31 home run guy is for Florida, the, the pitcher hitter guy. It's him. And they said when he walked into the room to do his little media thing or whatever, Ben, ben goes, I thought he was wearing clown shoes. <laughs> and he started laughing and he said, he said, he goes, man, he goes, what size shoe do you wear? Or 17. I'm like, yeah. And he said, size 17 shoes on that big old kid. 31 home runs and he's their Sunday pitcher. And he's not even draft eligible yet. He's got another year. Oh, maybe God. we could get him. Have we, we ought to talk to him. Let's yeah. buy him. Well, you got your wallet. You know what they yeah. say? Big hands, big feet. Clown. Ooh. You're a clown. <laughs> Yeah, big shoes and big gloves. Yeah, yeah. he's a yeah, yeah, yeah he's he's a good player. And that Wyatt Langford is a really good yeah. player. And he's like the the mock drafts I saw this week will have him go like third overall. Mm. And uh, yeah, and so they're just that's a physical group. But hey, it's just what Coach Ash said. Shoot all of this, all of this that we're babbling about, and that that thing you know could have could have spun the other direction. It, it feels like that Florida bunch is has has a little bit of winter in them, you know, just yeah. a little bit of that ninth inning. Hey, we're losing, fellas. Somebody do something good. Well, you, know, just, you can say the same thing about Oral Roberts, even though yes, you, you know you they can. don't have the brand name of the yeah. brand of a winners. Florida Gators. In fact, I don't even know the Oral Roberts. What Golden Eagles? Yeah, I think that's right. It was that team a few years ago, Coastal Carolina or somebody. You know, they had that same kind of feel to them. Just yeah. Scrappy yeah. boots. Well, who guys. are these guys? What are they? The Chippewas or the I don't remember. Chanticleers? Yeah, Chanticleers. Chanticleers. Yeah. Something yeah, like that. that is. Chanticleers. And I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. I'm on a roll today on, pronun- on my pronunciation. I think you nailed that. You nailed it, and I think uh, the, all I can think of, and I know this isn't right, I think a Chanticleer is like a chicken-type thing Yeah, or I think it when is. I hear, uh, when I hear Chanticleer, I think of uh, chandeliers. So, yeah, yeah, I thought it was a light. The chandeliers. Yeah. <laughs> fancy, fancy light over your – Give that give that name of that team up in the Cape Cod League, Gary. Oh. You, the, <clears throat> the Prune Packers. You, you you may know this this stuff already, Gus. You probably do. You know uh, stuff. You yeah. just sit around learning stuff, don't you? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he does. I fight that, <laughs> I've been fighting off that learning for years. All right, let's see. <clears throat> the Bernie Braves, Ryan yeah. Free. This is in the Cape Cod League. Burn, Ryan yeah, Free. Burn, yeah. yeah Burn. Yeah. Well, all right, in Texas, it's Bernie. It's actually Born. It's actually Born, but, yeah, that's the way they would say it up there, like B-O-R-N. All right, yeah. all right the Born Braves, Ryan Free, Kyle Robinson, Gage Harrelson. The hey, Kyle Robinson gotten in before he does that. He's going to Team USA tryouts with Mike with uh, Mason Molina. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, good. I yeah. tell you what, was it A and M the A and M game that Kyle Robinson really 
yeah. sort of showed his is yes. what he's capable of. You bet. Yeah. Okay. Six innings, six innings of scoreless relief that that we into the wee hours. Yeah. Oh, that ding y'all heard earlier was Frank Anderson. He, we're going to have him on in about twelve minutes. Good from the College World Series. Are you you're not going up there, Gus? No, no. no you used to be a regular. To be okay, all right. I did. Yeah. All right. The next team is the Hyenas Harbor Hawks. Yeah. Gavin Cash is going to play for them. <laughs> Hi, Hyenas is like uh, <laughs> Hyenas. Is oh, the Anis. About. Anis is the way to say it. Gary yeah, was saying Hi- it wrong. <laughs> well, that's all right. I like, but think about the Kennedys, like the Kennedys Hyenas Port. Yeah, yeah Hyenas Port. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. Hyenas Port, was it? <laughs> No, it wasn't hyenas. No, or hyenas. Uh, or, nor, nor was it hyenas. It's <laughs> <laughs> What's their nickname? Hyenas. Hyenas. The yeah, the Kennedy compounds out there. That's pretty ritzy. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. I've seen it. What's All the, right. What's hyenas the, Harbor. What would it be? Hyenas. Hawks. Just okay. nailed it. All right. In the Cal League, my boy played out in the Cal League. Oh. He didn't play for the Hillsburg Prune Packers, but uh, Damian Bravo and Travis Sanders are going to be playing so, for the Prune so, Packers. It's like a softball team. There you go. And you got a bunch of guys at the warehouse to go play. Yeah. That's Sam- like when you you take the name of your team over to the rec center to sign up, and they go, "No, nah, we can't let you have that name." Like you know, it's everybody wants to call themselves, yeah, they call themselves the Sixty ers or whatever. Like, no, nah, we can't do Wait, that. Wait, I can't do that. Yeah. All right, Santa Barbara Foresters. Yeah, Zach we've had Erdman. some guys on that team, yeah. Well, this year we're gonna have Zach Erdman. Is this really what's what's our player name Fast? What's his first name? Tabor. Okay, they call him Tape Tabernacle Fast. <laughs> I guess that's his full name, uh-huh. Tabernacle, and they call him Tabor Fast okay. and Zane Petty in yeah, the Nor- Northwoods League. The Minot Hot Tots. My not hot tots, Drew Woodcock. <laughs> Drew Woodcock, am I not hot tot? <laughs> there we go. It's it. It's ridiculous. And then uh, Scott want to know if I wonder if Cash will be using his mitt with the burnt orange longhorn on it. <laughs> Lucky David Pierce did not have him arrested for theft. Uh, I guess his first baseman's mitt had a. Yeah. What, was from from his days and. Yep, that's right. He, all right. Hey, y'all got 15 hours of show. What was the most interesting thing y'all talked about this week? Good grief, man. Yeah, we did. Uh, oh, some of that San Diego State stuff, you know, they're trying to they're trying to start their application process to get out of the Mountain West, but they what they don't have is any firm commitment yet. <laughs> got to have some place to go. So it's dicey. Never yeah, quit they, your job unless oh. you have another one, folks. You got it. And on June 30th, the debt of the price of them leaving goes from like 16 million to 34 million. And so that's why they're, yeah, so the price of poker gets a little bit higher. Hey, so that was, that was, uh, I would take them in the Big 12 in a heartbeat. I well, would love, I'd love to have San Diego State. I think that's one of the cards in their hands. I think it's, I think it's on down the, the, the sheet, you know, the list of options. It's, it's not plan A, it doesn't sound like, but, Sounds like it's in the universe of well, be a great place to visit. You. Heck yeah. And we could beat them. You bet. I want somebody we can beat they, regularly. They just built a, yeah, they just built a brand new on-campus football stadium. And, I mean, so they're they're trying to do some things to, uh, you know, to, to get themselves to the Power Five level. And I think everybody's jockeying for, 
to get to the Power Five because, you know, who knows here over the next 10, 15 years, this stuff may break off and turn into some Super League or some deal. And, you know, mm-hmm. who knows what that'll be. You know, nobody wants to be in a bad position there. But uh, I'd say that was one thing. The other thing, you guys already touched on it, was probably the Leach Hall of Honor and Cliff Hall of Fame stuff. And you, you guys went through the class, and I wouldn't really have much to add. And Geo texted in some stuff, too. I, our understanding is that Cliff will be there. Of course, Cliff's an analyst at USC, and so I don't know how, how you know, if they go to the movie on Friday night, that maybe he can <laughs> hop on a plane and be here. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't yeah. think he's calling plays and all that stuff in a way that uh, – so it sounds like he's going to be here for the Friday night event, the dinner, uh, which is a really neat event every year. And then uh, and, uh, then, then, and then it sounds like Leach's family will be here. And, you know, we, we had a lot of texts, of course, when that news was fresh about people – you know, and you can see it on Facebook, whatever. Leach's family should tell the tech to shove it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think I think all of that was ironed out way before any of this happened. No, nobody was surprised by this. Right. In other words, right. they had already talked and made sure the, the proverbial hatchet was buried so that this could be put in place, you know. And, and thing, I mean, and I'm, I'm delighted that that's the case. I'm glad that it's – it can be behind us and we can go celebrate the legacy. It's, it's a shame that it, this wouldn't have happened. Like you, you, nobody's going to say, boy, they, they should have done this 10 years ago. That's not what happened when he's coaching at another place, but when right. he's a retired old football coach, I mean, heck I was involved in it in 2007, 2008 when we had Jim Carlin back here and there was a time that nobody thought that would ever happen. And Jim Carlin came back, and he was retired from coaching, and got to enjoy the deal and enjoy the tribute. And and you know Leach's Leach's deal. It's it's a shame that he won't be there. Right. But it's really good that family and kids, and I don't maybe grandkids by now, they get to maybe see that and know that it was a big part of his time. It was his longest stop for sure. He was here ten years. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so there were people that texted in with hate about Leach. Imagine that. I, I, well, and it was, it was, yeah, it was, most of it was just the, uh, you know, Leach should have told him to stick it kind of crowd. Oh, that, that the, leechers, the leechers were texting. Yeah. Him. And, and the thing that I think about it, you, you know, you got to write your opinion. But it's like, Hey, if they've buried the hatchet, maybe you should bury the hatchet. <laughs> they were the ones involved, you know, you're just, point. Hey, that's a great point, Mike. Yeah. Time to move on. But they yeah. don't bury, these people don't bury the hatchet. Well, y'all Some tell people. Frank I, yeah, no doubt. Y'all tell Frank I said hi, please. That's I'll right. Gus, appreciate it. Thank have, you, Gus. Have fun in Midland. Yes, sir. Thank See you, you, buddy. Thanks a lot. See ya. You've been listening to the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live Saturday mornings from 9 to noon on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app.